now the audio is going. So Deanna Kraft, welcome to Sandcast. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's good to have you on. You're actually uh, the second straight craft to come on the podcast. I know. Because Megan Kraft's episode dropped today. That's awesome. And so I talked to my editor at Volleyball Mag today, and he's like, who are you having for next week? I said, Deanna Kraft. He goes, is that coincidental? I said, purely. But we're going to play it off. Like we're just It's just a craft episode. It actually is funny because my our dads work together, too, and know each other. Really? Yeah. So it's like very small world. <laughs> like when she was in high school or something, I think I like played against her in a CBVA and I was in college. Yeah. And my dad was like, yeah, that's my like buddy daughter like we work in the same like industry they both are like work in the fish business okay and then like I was coaching in uh, Manhattan Beach or Hermosa I forget in preseason her dad came up to me was like hey like what's up and I was like oh we need to grab a picture and send it to my dad I never got a picture got to see him again to take a picture but it's a small world we have the same last name play volleyball and our parents work in the same do you ever get asked if you guys are related yeah recently a lot like yeah Three or four times, people will be like, "Would you like? Are you guys sisters? Are you guys cousins? <laughs> or like, a lot of people are like, think it's her, but it's me." And I yeah. was like, "No, it's me." <laughs> well, because like you guys are both sort of like coming, yeah. And you both you're like breaking out at the yeah. same time, yeah. And you, you're both like tall blockers, blonde, yeah. like. In I mean, California. yeah, it's not a bad question. Like, yeah. I'm sure we look very similar, and like. <laughs> We're both blockers and tall, and I mean the chances of also having the last name as someone is small. Yeah, the beach volleyball world's small enough, I know. and then your dads are. I know, and then our dads are in the same industry, <laughs> which is like that's the weirder part to me. It's yeah. like that our parents work in the same like industry, the, and know each other, and they like yeah. yeah I think it's so funny, <laughs> but yeah. And your dad just supplying the Pepperdine volleyball team with pokey. <sighs> yeah, he loves supplying them and all the coaches as well. <laughs> is and, that era coming to an end though? No, I don't think so. Well, me coaching or? Yeah, well, it's like, I mean, because the Kraft family has been a part of the Pep family for a long time. I don't know. I mean, we'll always play in, like, the fundraisers and stuff. Like, okay. my parents love love doing that. I mean, yeah. as long as my dad can, like, handle it. My mom had to opt out because of her back, but now okay. my dad is, like, still doing it. And we'll, like, fully, my dad, like, loves to play with me, and we're yeah. so competitive as a family. <laughs> it's, like, dangerous. Like, once my dad, like, we, like, went in between a ball and he has this thing where I'll be like, dad, get the ball. And he'll yeah. think, or I'll be like, dad, dad, dad. And he thinks that's me saying I'll get it. But I'm saying like, no, that's you get it. Like right. across any like volleyball, like, you know, like un, un uh, written rules. Like that's yeah. what it means. And he'll be like, that means you get the ball. And we'll like be arguing on the court. Yeah. And like people like have seen like videos of us like arguing at the fundraiser. <laughs> it's <laughs> so funny. When I played that fundraiser a couple years ago, Delaney was like, just be warned, like it gets kind of competitive. It's like, oh, like a forced fundraiser, like co ed. No, come on. Does. And then Gigi's out there like bouncing balls on 65 year old men. I'm like, <laughs> okay. It does. And like, I'll never forget my sister, my mom. I like told them my like just senior year, I was like, I'm not playing with any of you. Like, I'll play with dad, but I'm not playing with my sister, Carol, and I'm not playing with you, mom, yeah. because like, They'll get offended, but my dad's like, people don't understand. Like, when we're on the court, like, we're teammates. I'm not your dad. <laughs> I'm like, dad, it's a fundraiser, Fonker. Like, that. I'm like, chill. But, like, it's so true. Like, that's how we treat each other. And my so, like, I have my mom and my sister on the other court. And then at the time, she was uh, dating this guy. And, like, they were, like, a riot. And they went with Brittany Howard, my okay. really good friend. And they had... 
the best time of their lives. And then me and my dad were on the other court, like brawling it out. And they put Nina with us. And I was like, oh God, this Nina, is going to be. who can still ball. Yeah, she can. Like still ridiculous. She's amazing. But like we were on this court. It's like me. It's like the most competitive people on a court. And it was just like. It was crazy, but... And then we had, like, a men's player. So it was a lot of fun, and we played against my sister that, and I remember she, like, I, like, ripped a ball at her, and she just, like, sat there and took it and, like, dug me, and everyone was, like, heckling me, and I was like, oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Did your family play volleyball? My my mom kind of did everything. Like, she grew up in a small... small town in Wisconsin and okay. she like still holds track track records like she was no like kidding. an insane athlete I think like did my, she run at Wisconsin no so my mom didn't she actually went to like massage school my mom like didn't really go oh. to college because she grew up with seven brothers on a farm where it wasn't like really like promoted for women to go to school it was like <laughs> hey you get married and then you have right. kids and like so she didn't really have the opportunities and like that's why my parents are like so like supportive of me because they're like Especially my mom. She's like, I never had the opportunities. And my mom is literally the most disciplined person I know. She mm-hmm. gets up every morning and works out at, like, 5 a.m. And, like, I, she doesn't miss a single morning. She's so, like, strict with her diet and everything. And, like, that's just how she lives her life. And, I mean, when you grow up on a farm with seven brothers, you, like, milk the cow. She was milking cows at 4 a.m. from when she was a little kid. <laughs> oh, my God. So she's, like, insane. Best athlete I know. And, like, so she played some volleyball in college. And yeah. there's, like, pictures of her. She played every sport. And then my dad and mom actually uh, moved to, they met in Hawaii and they okay. lived there for 22 years and they would play beach volleyball with their friends in okay. Hawaii, but it was like not competitive, but right. I mean, they can hang for the most part, Yeah. but they're getting, they're a little getting older now. So like their bodies are breaking down because they were such like competitive athletes yeah. when they Just were younger. It's people. like now, yeah, like they've got back issues and knee issues. My dad like tore his bicep playing volleyball. It was crazy but we have a lot of fun (laughs) it's funny like watching our parents of that generation sort of get older because like uh, anyone who is an athlete the the parents were athletes and now they're just all starting to break down like my dad threw us thousands of pitches of batting practice and his shoulder he can lift like up to here now yeah and that's it that's all he's got left yeah my well my dad like tore his bicep tendon off and then he got it fixed, which supposedly is, like, a really painful surgery. Yeah. Um, and my mom was out of town while he, like, <clears throat> got it fixed. But I basically – or he – see, I think it was, like, his rotator cuff or something. Something happened in this region. And then he went and we went to a fundraiser, the Pepperdine fundraiser, and he wasn't allowed <laughs> to play. This was when he was on the court with me and Nina. Okay. And then he was like, no, I'm playing in it. And we're like, it's too soon after surgery. Like, don't plan it. And then he hurt himself. And then he, whatever, he, like, kind of hurt himself. He's like, ugh, doesn't feel, like, right after surgery. You know, like, it's feeling great, like, after the rehab. But then, like, some men's volleyball players were there and, like, ripped some balls at him. And he hurt himself again. And I was like, Dad, like, you weren't supposed to be on the court. And he's like, I'm not missing the fundraiser. Nothing told me back from the Pepperdine fundraiser. And then he was in Hawaii, like, two months later playing with his friends. And then he tore his bicep tendon again. Oh, man. Like, or, so then, yeah, I think it was his rotator cuff. And then it tore off his bicep tendon, which is common, I guess, like, for rehab if they do, like, it a certain way. And... So now his bicep tendon's, like, balled up at the bottom of his arm, but oh, he's brutal. worth it to him. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing got him sit out the pep fundraiser. None. It's infamous. So if you're listening to this, come out next year. Yeah. <laughs> it's for a good cause. <laughs> well, how's your body holding up? You all healthy? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, aches and pains. Like, I feel yeah. like as you get older, like, 
I'm not like 18 anymore where I could just jump on the court. And I think a big part of it though was I was commuting so much this fall. I mean, like Delaney was too. Um, And it was just like every day I felt like I had to practice a lot because I just came back from indoor and I just felt like I was really behind. So I would drive, I lived in Santa Monica, I would drive practice for two hours and then drive to Pepperdine and then drive back and then lift like every single day. Yeah. So it was just like so much sitting in the car. I feel like my body's just starting to like get back to like feeling normal because then I started training all the time and like I'm not always like the best at stretching I would say but (laughs) now I'm learning quickly I need to be good at it and like I'm not 18 I mean I'm in no means old I'm 23 I'm very young but like it's still like it catches up to you way more it does when you're playing as competitively as we are yeah and the worst part I think is that the timing of like driving that much is terrible but the timing of the drive is the worst because you drive to practice then you play for two hours and then when you're supposed to be stretching and everything and keeping your muscles loose you're like let's just cram you into a giant wheelchair for an hour and a half yeah and then you go coach Coach and you're just standing standing and you're on your feet Mm-hmm. which is brutal, and then yeah. you get right back in the car when you should yeah. be stretching again. And then I go lift, and, so it's like, and then <laughs> yeah. I go to bed and repeat. So it's just like a lot of not great, I don't know, sitting in posture for having being long yeah. at all. Delaney's just been doing yoga like every single day oh, pretty yeah. much since I know, that's a you good guys idea. stopped having to go to pep all the time. That, I know I should start doing that. She should invite <laughs> me. I'll do it with her. <laughs> We have, well, she calls it our yoga studio, our living room now. Oh, I love that. She just rolls out the mat. She's like, all right, I'm going to the studio. I love that. <laughs> I'm like, all right, it's the yoga studio now. I love that. Sorry, I'm like fully sweating. I'm oh, like me so too. warm. No, it's warm in here. This I'm like, is, is it visible? This is Tri's like <laughs> unintentionally just, made sauna. No, it's fine. I love it. I'm just, <laughs> I'm I'm full on sweating okay, as well. Good. You're also wearing jeans. I know exactly. But I I know his old house used to get really hot too. Oh, That's the yeah. one thing about Southern California. Like, there's no air conditioning. I just moved into Ever. a place with air conditioning. Oh really? So, like, oh, we welcome were to Hermosa, right? Yeah, you just Redondo. Moved? Redondo. I mean, close enough. Much, yeah, better than Santa Monica. Yeah, I mean, Santa Monica is great for my job and like for Pepperdine and stuff. But I was like, okay, I want to start pursuing. Uh, this way more and just like being able to that drive was just so it was such a burnout and it was like pretty much takes two and a half three hours of your day just driving so it's like and then like I coach at vibes sometimes so it was like driving back and forth and back and forth and it was just insanity and it's not like the gas prices are getting any lower oh my gosh when we filled up (laughs) and my little honda civic has like an 11 gallon tank yeah it was like 60 bucks to fill up i was like what just happened last time and i never drive anywhere it's and we crazy. only have the one car, so Delaney always took the car. And so I haven't filled up gas in, like, a year. Yeah. Well, that's what I was talking to Delaney about, and she's like, it's not too bad, but we're figuring it out. I'm like, yeah, geez, this is yeah. gnarly. So I just, I walk everywhere. It's great. I know. I saw <laughs> you, you walking here. <laughs> it's so funny. Every time I come or leave the podcast, everyone's like, oh, like, I'll give you a ride home. I'm like, I love a good stroll. <laughs> yeah, it's you're good. like, I'm good, I'm good. I mean, an active recovery. 
That's what I always call it. My mom, like, thinks it's, like, the funniest term, active recovery. Like, she'll be like, I'm active recovering on the treadmill later. And she thinks it's so funny that I say (laughs) that because I'll be like, well, my excuse is, like, I'll go shopping at the mall because, like, I love shopping. And I'll be like, it's active recovery, mom. Like, I'm just walking around (laughs) looking at clothes. And she'll be like, okay. So, like, that's my active recovery. just letting my credit card actively recover. (laughs) It needed to be swiped. Yeah, no. I'll definitely need, like, full recovery from shopping trips for my credit card but (laughs) (laughs) well and from just buying flights yeah flights are crazy the flights are I'm like lucky though because my mom and dad are very smart and when I was like in high school and then like in college they knew I wanted to pursue professional beach volleyball afterwards and they were like okay like let's like sign you up let's get a mileage account for you young and so I have a lot of points right now I'll probably blow them all up like in one season but I mean Hopefully by next season, prices are down. Yeah. Well, you just uh, collected a decent check from Muskegon. Yeah, Big I know. Third place, right? Yeah. That's huge. I and know. you qualified, so congrats. <laughs> First main draw. I know. I've been like, it was just, it was great finally getting a main draw. I, I yeah. would, I've been very close yeah. my whole, like, I wouldn't play a ton in college during the summer. Like, I would practice a lot, but I'd only do like one or two qualifiers maybe. And I wouldn't get a ton of practice, and, like, I'd usually just, like, meet up with someone and then go. Yeah. So, like, finally get it. And I would be really close. Like, I think one of the closest times I was actually playing with Delaney my freshman year in Seattle. Seattle? Yeah. And we lost by, like, two points in the third to qualify. And then, like, a couple other times I've been, like, painfully close. And so, like, just, like, getting past that was, like such a monumental moment i was yeah. like yes like it just feels so good what um because the qualifier system's so different now yeah so when you did you know what you had to get going in i mean i knew i had like i have like no points yeah. so like even like when we would get fifth places like in san antonio i got fifth place and you in didn't get san antonio and panama city oh. and i didn't have enough points i mean panama city i knew i couldn't you go because i played anyway. with kim yeah who was already in but i like in uh, San Antonio, we got a fifth too, and I we didn't have enough points oh. to go, and so I was like, "Sorry, Allie." Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, I, was, I still had a spot to fill. I had two spots to fill, mm-hmm. like for points when I was in San Antonio. Jeez. So, but now I'm all good. I played in like some CBVAs, and now nice. I have all my points counting for me. But so it's mainly just like, I mean, I traded this season really. I, when I, going into it, I was like, okay, if I qualify, that's a cherry on top. Okay. Like, just try to get as much points as you can this season. Like, yeah. make yourself look like a really, like, appetizing <laughs> partner for next season. Because, like, right now, it's like, I'm, like, a good player, but it's like, you got no points, girlfriend. Right. Like, no one's going to want to be, like, I mean, we almost going into, um, going into the Muskegon, like, I played in a CBVA because we were in, like, 13th, 14th place. It's a dangerous place to yeah, be. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then they, like, found some points that Allie, supposedly, like, some points Allie had weren't counting. So we, like, jumped up a lot when, like, the AVP found that she had, like, a first place Norseka uh, thing. And uh, Bonaire. So yeah. So that caused, that tournament caused a lot of problems on the guy's side. I bet. Because, so me and Kyle Friend got third there. Yeah. And I figured that that tournament was long gone because FIVB-wise, it's been long gone for like a year and a half. Yeah. But with the AVP, the window right now is like up till Hawaii of 2019. Okay. And you have your best four finishes from Hawaii till now. Okay. And so I think Kyle, Chris Vaughn, and um, gosh, who did he play with? Uh, Jake Rosner were the last ones in the main draw. 
And mm. so Kyle Friend emails um, Mary and the AVP America and was like, hey, I found these points. We, yeah. should, we should be bumped up. And so they switched them. Yeah. And then uh, they tell Vaughn that he's in the qualifier, Kyle and Joyner in the main draw. Yikes. And then Vaughn's like, hold on, let me do a little digging. So he finds points. <laughs> And then they switch him back, and so they're like, "Sorry, Kyle, Brandon, you're actually back in the qualifier." <laughs> this all happened. Kind of like bit this was like on Tuesday. Butt. Oh yeah, so the, and then the flights too—they got changed. That's crazy. It was nuts. So yeah, good thing you avoided that qualifier though, because qualifiers, even though the women's was just one round for the most part. You never want to be there. You just don't know. It's like a different pressure Mm because it's like games like maybe you think you should win or whatever case you think. Like, I don't know. You just like that's what's crazy about beach volleyball is like anyone could beat you on literally any day. Like even players that maybe just got to the beach, like they really like just like if you're not ready or you're not prepared, you're not walking into the match, like respecting your opponent they can easily, like, humble you so quickly. And, like, that's why, like, qualifiers are so... It's just, like, a different type of pressure. Mm -hmm. It's, like, the first match, too. Like, we played a qualifier team, and, like, it was just a different kind of pressure. Like, it was probably the most tense we were all weekend. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, it's just, like, a different... It's, like, weird. It is. I know. It's the worst. Uh, I Like, CBVAs are tough because when... Say you're the one seed in your pool. Yeah. You play the four. Yeah. Like, well, these guys, like, they're indoor guys, they have big arms. Mm-hmm. Like, we shouldn't lose to them, but, yeah. but we can't. I know. It's, <laughs> it's a it's, different pressure. It's so weird. Yeah, exactly. And CBVAs especially are like that because it's just random volleyball. Like, yeah. there's so many different people from so many different backgrounds. I mean, you have, like, older women that just play, like, the older women game. And then you have juniors and college kids. Like, mm-hmm. it's a range of different playing styles. And, like, that's why I actually like playing CBVAs, especially when I was learning how to, like, starting to learn how to play defense. Like, yeah. Say start because I'm still learning. <laughs> but, like, it's because, like, you get can't guess. Because if you're guess, like, you're definitely going to get burned. Because yeah. it's just so many different types of styles of volleyball. Yeah. And a CBVA. Every great. time I'm on defense, I'm like, it's definitely high line. I just, boom, <laughs> beeline, high line every single time. No matter what the call is. And every now and then I'll get a miracle dig and someone's like, good defender. I'm like, great defender. I, you, you pick up one high line all of a sudden. You're yeah. the best defender right, ever. I can make this switch. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel too. Whatever. I might even get a touch. I'm like, they know. Yep. I touched it. <laughs> I'm back. They there. won't do it again, and then they do it again. <laughs> yeah. But so yeah. you probably, you knew that you probably weren't going to get the trickle down if yeah. you finished fifth again. So when you won yeah. your, who'd you beat in the quarters? Uh, Haley and Fallon. Okay, that's a good win. They were playing awesome. Yeah, they're killing it. They're a great team. So, like but. when you won that, was it like like a qualifying moment? Yeah, no, 100%. And I mean, honestly, like, to just be completely candid with you, the weeks up to Muskegon were really tough on me, just, like, mentally. Like, I was, like, calling my mom every day, just, like, not in a great headspace. And, like, I've never – I've always been a really confident player, but for the first time, I was, like, talking negatively to myself. And, like, I mean, I'm thankful I have really good friends and stuff that, like – like, what, someone that would, like, text me every day was Carly Scott. Like, she would literally be like, are you okay? Like, how are yeah. you doing? All this stuff. And I'm like, I have nothing to be, like, sad about or mad about or whatever. But I just was, like, in such a rut yeah. playing. And, like, I mean, I was losing a lot. And, like, we were talking before we went on air. It's like you lose <laughs> a lot in beach volleyball. But, yeah. like, even in practice, I was losing a lot. And, like, that would just, like, make me nervous because I'm like, okay, if I'm losing to teams all the time in practice, how am I expected to win in a game? And, yeah, like, things change in the game, and then, you know, it's just, like, all these negative thoughts. And then I'm learning how to split block. I'm like, I never play defense. Like, 
it was just like all these surrounding emotions for like a couple weeks before Muskegon. So I was kind of nervous going into it. I was just like, okay, like it's do or die, baby. Like, let's go. And then like, we ended up like pulling out some crazy wins and it was just like such a nice moment where I was just like, see, like you can do it. Like, just like think positively and like think good things will happen and all that stuff. And it just like, it was nice to have a little break, you know, and obviously it's going to be up and down all year. That's how beach volleyball is. Mm -hmm. But I just need a little light at the end of the tunnel there. Yeah. And even if it's like a flicker and the rest of the year, I suck. It was still nice to just have that, you know, and know yeah. that you can. And just knowing you can is enough to like help me push me for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm like doing terribly in the future, it's like, but that one time you did, yeah. you know? So it's like, okay, you can keep that mm-hmm. in the back of your pocket for those like darker days, quote yeah. unquote. Cause I mean, our lives aren't that hard. We're playing on a beach every day. <laughs> I know. It's been, there's tougher things to do. <laughs> We're going to pause here for a quick break to give a shout out to our sponsors. And Try and I are so stoked to partner up with Athletic Greens. Now, I traveled more than 82,000 miles last year playing beach volleyball, and Try put us well over the 100,000 mile mark for the whole Sandcast family, and neither of us got sick a single time. All right, we were competing and traveling from February through November, and not one of us so much as sneezed. And obviously there are a lot of factors in that, but the biggest common denominator that we both swear by, that we start our day with every single day, is Athletic Greens. It is our one-stop shop vitamin supplement that we bring on the road everywhere, and it is so delicious. All right, a lot of the green supplements I've taken, it tastes like you've basically taken a fistful of dirt and earth, put it in a blender, mix it up, and then you just chugged it down. This is not the case with Athletic Greens. It is delicious, and it is packed with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. It is delicious, and it works. All right, I swear, last year was the healthiest I have ever been. I give enormous credit to Athletic Greens for that. And my partner, Adam Roberts, he actually started getting sold on Athletic Greens, so much so that he actually started getting it for his parents. Uh, We cannot recommend it enough. It's a great price, honestly. It's less than three bucks a day, which if you are taking multiple supplements, you're gonna be paying more than three bucks a day anyway, so you might as well just get the one-stop shop for all your nutritional needs with Athletic Greens. That's actually how the company was founded. So the founder was spending over a hundred bucks a day in vitamin supplements, and he decided to just found his own. And now we're on the the 51st or 52nd iteration of Athletic Greens, and it is so good, and it is beloved by athletes and high performers everywhere. I I actually was uh, led to Athletic Greens by the Tim Ferriss podcast. And then Joe Rogan also has it on his podcast. And between those two, you have 90% of the high performers in the world. And now they're here on Sandcast, keeping the boys healthy. Uh, So right now for you, it's, it's not just for athletes. It is for everyday people. Okay. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free and I'm going to say that again, a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free, again, free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sandcast, 
All right. That is athleticgreens.com slash sandcast to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. We are fired up on this partnership. We only work with partners that we absolutely love and athletic greens is one of them. Cannot recommend it enough. This podcast is also brought to you by, as always, our good friends at Wilson Volleyball. They make the absolute best balls in the game, hands down, no question. And guess what? We're going to be using a lot of Wilson Volleyballs this year because if you have not seen the AVP schedule, it is packed. Whether it's AVP America or just the AVP, which has the most events since 2008, 2009, I believe we got 16 AVPs, 16. And then we have another probably dozen or so AVP next and AVP America is just full. And we are just going to be playing with Wilson volleyballs from now until November, guys. So get some Wilson volleyballs as you can get 20% off using our discount code SANDCAST-20. All right, that is SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off all Wilson products. So if you need a bag, if you need a cart, if you need balls, I recommend the balls and the bags. They make great bags too. Go to wilsonvolleyball.com and use our discount code SANDCAST-20. And let's see you guys on the beach. With season coming up, Try and I have started releasing a weekly newsletter, the Beach Volleyball Digest, which is just curating all of the top beach volleyball news from around the world. We got Volleyball World, the McKibbins are doing stuff, Volleyball Magazine's putting out stuff. I just started writing for AVP America. Kim Smith over at AVP is putting out a lot of content, and we are basically just taking all of that and putting it into one big email newsletter. So if you ever miss any news, we got you covered. So if you want to get on that newsletter, head over to sandcastvolleyball.com, and on the sidebar, there's an easy sign-up form. We would love to have you join the newsletter. It's not just Sandcast news. It is literally all the beach news, snow volleyball, grass volleyball, whatever's happening in the world of volleyball, we got you covered. So head over to sandcastvolleyball.com to get your beach news today. What do you think caused the rut? Like if you kind of dug into it and figured out what might have been the impetus for that? Yeah, I mean, I think it was just like, it was a little bit of like burnout, not in a bad way, just like coaching is really, it's a lot lot emotionally and like putting your heart and soul into something and not being able to like go out and perform for people. Like you have to sit there and be like, Hey, like this is what you have to do. And then like, I just got back from playing at Wisconsin and learning a whole nother sport and like the time and effort I put in to just like, to like be a good passer there was like monumental. It took up so much time, so much emotional energy. And then I came back and then I relearned beach volleyball again. And it, it, it like, just like breaking those habits because like, I learned so much at Wisconsin and I I literally passed against the wall like over 3,000 times a day. Like it was crazy and like just like so many touches and stuff. Yeah. It was like I had to re like relearn stuff and like just get like my muscle memory back to beach volleyball. So then I was like going all the time, playing all the time beach like and also working at Pepperdine and then I switched to split blocking. So then I'm learning a whole nother thing and like. Again, like, I did that to myself in my college career to an undergrad. Like, I didn't play beach volleyball that much before I went to Pepperdine. Like, yeah. I was a big indoor person, and I, like, was thought I was going to go do indoor, and then I ended up doing beach. And I would, like, practice every once in a while, but it wasn't, like, right. practice like the SoCal kids would before going to college. So it was just, like, this thing where I'm like, Deanna, like, you are crazy. Like, st- 
just like pick something and stick to it and just like stop learning all these new things. And then I just like felt behind because like everyone's been training and everyone's been doing this. And so I just felt like it was like a whole combination of like just feeling overwhelmed and like in a transition period of my life, you know, Mm -hmm. and then that just kind of had my like self-talk being not great. And then I've never had like super bad self-talk. So that was just new for me. Like I was like, whoa, like why are we beating ourselves up like this? Why am I being a dick to myself? (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) But then when we went to Muskegon, I literally told myself, I was like, you're not allowed to talk bad yourself all weekend, no matter what. And like literally in the games between every point, all I would tell myself was like, serve this, serve this. Like this is going to be a good serve. Like side out, side out here. We're going to win. We're going to win. It was like a non, like it was just like repeating in my head again and again and again, just, like, had no doubts. Even if we were losing, I'm like, we're going to win this. We're going to win this. And it was just, like, changed my mentality 100%. And I think it helped, like, kind of, like, push me out of that negative self-talk era I was in. Yeah. I hope I don't go back there, but (laughs) (laughs) who knows? (laughs) Have you ever worked with a sports psych? I did in college. Okay. Um, But it was mainly because, like, I've struggled with, like, OCD tendencies where I just, like need to like touch things a certain amount of time or I feel like I'm gonna throw up like it's just like it's so it's stupid but I mean it's like a real thing so I just like get annoyed at myself when I do it yeah um so like I talked to him about that mainly in college but I would always notice that when I talked to a sports psychologist it actually made me worse like I would focus so much on not doing it yeah that I would be like (laughs) it was just like too much instead of me like my best way of dealing with it is if I literally just like pretend it's not there which probably like if any sports psychologist listened to this there's probably like this girl needs some help (laughs) (laughs) they're like number one thing not to do (laughs) but it actually helps me not do like my OCD like ticks that I need to do sometimes or like sometimes I just let myself do it and like my mom's always like, "Damn, just do it. No one cares. Like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like, so what? You touch your hat, like, eight times in a game. Are you going to win? Yeah, yeah, then whatever. And so I'm kind of just, like, kind of in the space where I'm like, I could talk to someone about that. I could not. But, like, I felt like I made a breakthrough of just, like, the really good self-talk and just, like, continuing to just literally sound like a broken record player when I play, yeah. even if I'm doing bad, of just, like, you got this. Like, let's win. Yeah. And I, like, write affirmations the night before and write, like, kind of, like, things I've learned that week the night before. And I feel like that really helps me perform. So I'm yeah. going to stick with that for now. Yeah. But if any sports psychologists want to <laughs> hit me up, <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> but, well, yeah. like, what do you think that, where do you think the line is between just a routine, like a pre-serve routine and an OCD? Because my pre-serve routine yeah. is, like, just out of control. Yeah. Where I need to, like, throw sand on my arms because I sweat a ton. Yeah. And so when I don't do that, the ball gets so wet. And <laughs> my partners have to have set a record for yeah. a number of sets that go through and hit them in the face because I'm so sweaty. And so I'll do that, and then I'll, like, brush off the sand three times, and I'll fix yeah. my hat, and then push up my sunglasses, and then probably fix my hat again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me and... When I am experiencing that, it's an impulse to do things because I feel like something bad is going to happen. Okay. So, like, it's not really a routine, like a serving routine. Like, it's like I need to, like, fix my sports bra and touch my visor four times or else I'm going to pass the ball wrong or something. Like, so it's, like, pretty, like, intense. And I know, like, a lot of people that struggle with, like, different, like, mental, like, issues like that. Um I don't like calling it, like, a mental 
I don't know, yeah. like the I, I like, PC I like, word for it. is like a tick. Yeah, it's like it's a tick. Like, a, like a exactly. Thing. Like yeah. I'm not so bad that I need to go see. Like some people have OCD really bad, and like it can cause a lot of like serious problems in people's lives. And I'm fortunate that I don't have that. But like it is something that I grew up with. Like I went and saw someone about it when I was younger because I had yeah. to take the SAT and I had to fill in the bubble and erase it like a thousand times. And I was like, I'm not gonna finish the SAT in time. Like I'm not gonna. Like I have to right. do it like eight times. Oh and my I have gosh. to solve these questions. Oh, so my mom sent me to someone, and then like she told me like just when you have that like urge or impulse to do it, do it until you get bored. Yeah. So like I'd have to flick the lights on and off a certain amount of times and I would just do it. And my parents were like, okay, honey, our electrical bill is going to go flying. <laughs> but they're like, if that's what you need to do. So like I like have ways to cope with it, but yeah. I like the problem is like when I get flared up in sports and for me, it was just not labeling it as something bad or embarrassing. It's just like, Hey, this is me. Like, yeah. this is who I am. And like, I feel like there's so many, like, just like, negative stereotypes when it comes to things like when you have like issues like that I guess I don't really like calling it an issue again because it's just it's who I am it's part of me and like I'm just gonna kind of deal with it and if I need to touch my sports bra eight times and looks weird (laughs) then I'm gonna look weird I don't know so I, I haven't found like a great way to deal with it yet I guess or like maybe like a psychologist 101 like way to work on it I just kind of like accept it and accept for who I am with it and just like give myself love even though I do have it because I can definitely be down on myself sometimes and be like ugh, like why are you doing this like that's embarrassing like I see it on like I rewatch some of my games I can see it and I'm just like oh that's embarrassing like I hope no one else sees it and that's how I used to be when I was younger in high school and now I'm just kind of like get over it like (laughs) come on guys like a lot of people have those issues like we're just gonna roll with it (laughs) how did uh i feel like nina probably was a huge help with that because she's just such an old school like get over it i mean i don't even know if nina even like noticed it or if she like even just brought attention to it you know like i feel like that's kind of how my parents are like she's very old school too like my parents know like obviously like sent me to someone when i had like some of those issues but they're not they're kind of like hey like let's not blow it out of proportion. Like you're still, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean that you can't play volleyball. Mm -hmm. Like let's not label it as such a negative thing. Like let's just label it as like, it's a you thing. And I think that's, that really helped me of like, Hey, like it's not like such a negative thing and it doesn't mean you're a bad athlete or a bad person. Like it's just a little like impulse you have. And like, if you need to do it, do it. And if not, like don't. And then when it starts really becoming a problem in your game like that, then let's focus on it. And like, of course I've ebbed and flowed of like when it's been really bad. Like sometimes I can't focus on my task at hand, but for the most part, it's been good as I've gotten older. And a lot of that is just good self-talk and like staying in that present moment allows me to not even go into the like impulsive thinking. It's just like, I'm in my flow and I don't have to do it when I'm in my flow. Yeah. That's good. I'm, so, yeah. just, I'm flowing here. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Reminded me, have you ever seen Miss Congeniality? Yes. When she is walking across the street and people are honking at her and she's like, I'm gliding here. Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. She's a great series. There's a couple of them. So next time you get in that state, you're just like, I'm flowing here. Yeah, I'm going to be like, chill, guys. I'm flowing. <laughs> yes, I have to touch my sports bra eight times, but I'm flowing. I'm flowing. <laughs> 
But whatever he did in Muskegon, it worked pretty well. Yeah. Positive self-talk, man. Yeah. It really does work. Listen to, <laughs> listen to all the people, all the psychologists. Yeah. They know what they're talking about. Um, was the only match you lost the semifinal, or did you guys have to go um, through the contenders? Well, me and Katie Spieler, we are renaming the contenders bracket the loser's bracket. We both lost our second match, and she's like, how are you doing? I was like, I'm in the loser's bracket. She's like, I like that you call it the loser's bracket because I'm there with you. We lost. We're losers. <laughs> we're going to win. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's all about the mentality. It's how you spin it, baby. That's PR. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, we did lose our quarterfinals win- winner's okay. match against Gina and Julia. Okay. So then we had to play. That's why we played. So we like you go to the quarters of the winners, and if you lose, then you go to the corners, the quarters of the losers, yeah. quote unquote. <laughs> so and then you win one, and you're back in the crossover. And then we're in the semifinal. Got it. Yeah. yeah so it was. I mean, we ended up playing three games that day. Okay. So it was six of the weekend. It was gnarly. But I mean, if you lost, then you played five like in one day. Yeah, we played four. We started at eight. And then it was just match on, match off until yeah. three. So we played Jeez. four in like seven hours, which I would much prefer that than Panama City, where but we yeah. played, sat six hours, mm-hmm. played, sat five hours, and then they're like, actually, we're not going to be able to fit you in. So go home. I was like, that was a really long waste of time. The sitting is what gets you. And like that's why like CBVAs are hard, too. Like spin. Mm-hmm. It's like you sit for two and a half hours, and they're like, okay, one match to 28. Yeah. You're like... Okay. And they're like, you guys are young. You don't need to warm up. I'm like, listen, man. <laughs> You're like, uh, I was thinking a couple hitting lines. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's gnarly. I mean, that's what happened in San Antonio. Me and Allie waited there for like, we could have went back to our hotel, but mm-hmm. me and Allie like sit in our hotel and we're like, like right. twiddling our fingers. So we'd rather stay at the site. Yeah. And we ended up sitting there from like, three to like nine because we had like an 845 match and then they're like oh we're canceling your match so we ended up just like chilling there all day for no reason (laughs) yeah that's exactly what we did in panama city our second match is at like three maybe done at four and then they're like you're definitely gonna fit this match and we're gonna start it at seven i was like hold on the sun sets at 6.45, John. Yeah, like, according to my calculations, <laughs> yeah. we will not be playing, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the match in front of us went, like, 22-20 in the third set. Oh, yeah. And they were playing well into darkness. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you're not going to fit this one in. So the like, old turn yeah. the headlights on game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's gnarly playing in the dark. Well, I remember we were sitting there watching a game from, like, across the like way and I was like you can't see the ball I was like how yeah. are these girls playing yeah and shout out to Wilson with that new bright <laughs> the yeah. technology right and behind the you there maybe they should make glow in the dark balls my uh my buddy Judd he puts on glow in the dark tournaments that sounds where so kind of scary kind they of well they line the net with um kind of like Christmas light yeah. style things and then they put the lines down the court same thing and then they there are there is a glow in the dark ball that's it's funny because you can't see anyone on your own team, and so that's so funny. It's pretty cool, but those tournaments when they run them get huge numbers. Like people love it, and then of course you know no one is no one's drinking a drop at those tournaments at all. Oh, I bet <laughs> sober completely. Yeah, sounds fun. Sounds like they need some medical staff on site though. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> a lot sure. of collisions there. Jeez, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. that sounds fun though. So I mean, while the workload in Muskegon was significant, and I'm still pretty sore from it, I would Same. so much rather have that yeah. than just the playing and the waiting and then the playing and then yeah. maybe not playing. And and I think that, like, fitness should be an element 
of beach volleyball. <laughs> yeah, you know, 100%. like on the world tour, you play one match. In world championships, you play a match every other day. Yeah, I heard about that. Like, if you yeah. won, you had like forty, like two days off. It's yeah. like crazy. It was really funny because I've been commentating for it, and um, one of the commentators is like, "How much energy are these athletes expending? You know, they got to be so tired." I was like, "On the contrary, these guys are as fresh as you'll ever yeah, see them. Like, this is the most rest they'll ever get." Yeah, I mean, I'm still. I was talking to Allie today, and like we were huffing and puffing at practice today. Like our yeah. legs, like well, I mean, playing defense is so different. Like my hips were so sore and tight after this weekend because like you're in like a loaded position. Mm-hmm. Whereas blocking, like, you're not as much, like, in that low stance. Yeah. So I was, like, there was all these new aches and pains. <laughs> I was, like, whoa, like, this is how it, maybe I actually play defense well if this is sore. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> it's, like, i rather that, too, though. Like, just having, as like, three is good. I don't know. Four is a little much, yeah. but I, like, rather have it moving along. Um, but it definitely at our last game, like, there was times in, like, that – semi-final match where Allie got like great up and it would be like I would plant one way and there was no way I was changing direction yeah. off of that leg like the leg was shot was I gone. just like yeah and I there's like one I like pulled and I like completely tripped I mean luckily we didn't get the ball up because that would have yeah. been really embarrassing <laughs> but I like fully tripped my legs were just like giving out so yeah. but I mean the fitness is important like yeah people that can hang but I mean there's a certain point though too where it's like four games in a day it's like okay we're burning like 3,000 calories a game possibly especially if they're going in overtime and both of our matches the day before our two matches went to three and they were okay. like barn burners yeah. like 17 15 in the third oh man and so it was just like at, at that point when you play another game after that it's like okay like, yeah we're burning I and mean, we're not eating as much as we're even burning all day right. it's like at w- that point it's just survival of the fittest yeah and yeah. I told JM, because we lost, our last match we lost, it was really close, like 21-19, 21-19. I was like, I don't think that the next one would have gone very well. <laughs> yeah. You're like, we ended it at the perfect time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, we ended still playing pretty good volleyball, but one hour's rest, I, I would have been, yeah. I was spent. It's, it's gnarly. It's crazy. Yeah. It's just like a totally different type of effort. And I have like respect from that. Now, Playing indoor and beach, it's just mm. so different. Like the load is different in different yeah, ways. For sure. But what yeah. made you go back to indoor? Because it seemed like you had gotten really good at pep. It yeah. seemed like you were kind of beachy, and then you're like, let's go back to the frozen tundra. I'm just crazy that way. No, <laughs> I, I, well, I was deciding between Wisconsin and Pepperdine when I was in high school, and. Like, starting my junior year, I was like, what if? Like, I just mm-hmm. started dreaming, started thinking. And then I was talking to my really good friend, Brittany. Um, and she was like, you should just do it. Like, why not? Like, you've been talking yeah. about it. Just do it. So then I reached out to Kelly, the Wisconsin coach. And I was like, remember me? Yeah. And it's been, it'd been like seven years at that point. Because at that point, like, there wasn't as many rules now with, with recruiting. So I was talking to them, like, kind of at a younger age. And he was like, oh, of course. Yeah. And so they took me on an official visit. And they were like, are you serious about this, all this stuff? And then I went on the official visit, and I, like, fell in love with it. I was just like, yeah, I got to do this. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I committed there, like, verbally. And then I was just like, okay. And then my senior season yeah. got cut short from COVID. Yeah. And I remember thinking, and, like, Marcio was like, just, you move on. Like, you're going to do great things. Like, just go and do it. Because, like, obviously, I'm like, that could have been a decision to go back. But right. I kind of always, like, had that urge to go. Like, I thought about it for a little bit. Like, a second, I'm like, oh, I just lost my senior season. But I was like, no way. Like, this is what I want to do. And, like, something just called me to do it. And I want to have 
all the experiences I can. And it was an experience that I would have really regretted if I didn't have. And it was yeah. so cool going to a big school. And like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, the resources that school has is like, yeah. you different. can't, you wouldn't even believe it. Like I could go and be like, Hey, like I ripped a hole in my knee pads. Can I get new knee pads? Would they be in my locker the next day? It's yeah. just like, and that sounds like so like typical to probably anyone that was at a big school but like for someone that came from Pepperdine that was like not really a thing I mean we did what we could do with our resources and we were taking good care of but like that was like the red carpet experience we were on like a private plane it was like crazy amazing yeah when you go to a football (laughs) school life's different I know and I mean especially Wisconsin like their fan base is so strong like they have a entire arena just for volleyball like they wrestle there too but it's primarily for volleyball like they are a volleyball school Mm -hmm. and it's like so cool to like be a part of that and like the fans are like like there was literally (laughs) there's like homeless people a lot of homeless people in madison (laughs) and they like know you like for volleyball (laughs) like my really good friend dana she's like one of like the stars of wisconsin yeah they would be like Dana, <laughs> I was like, "Are you homeless?" <laughs> and they like knew us. <laughs> We're like gonna be volleyball, and they're like point us out on our volleyball shirts. I was like, "You know, you made it when even the homeless <laughs> yeah. people know you." <laughs> it's gotta be tough to be a homeless guy in Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, I it's don't. Not a warm place. No, they they gotta be tough. But yeah, it was for reason there because I remember I was originally planning only be there in the fall. Yeah. So it's gonna go in the fall, and then maybe go overseas. Um, and play indoor or maybe go play beach like that's what I was planning and then they're like hey like they got pushed to the spring because of COVID so I got the whole experience of the cold like it was negative 10 like I had sweat on my eyelashes from like training and we left freeze which I didn't know eyelashes sweat but (laughs) (laughs) well eyelids but and I literally had icicles on my eyelashes icicles I was like what is this (laughs) It was insane. Like, my eyelids hurt. Like, my eye sockets hurt. It was so cold. Probably, like, anyone from Wisconsin's like, this girl's so dramatic. But it was freezing. And, yeah, and my little Tiguan driving in the snow. Like, I literally had to go, like, five miles an hour. I was, like, waving people around me because I would, like, drift around (laughs) the corners getting to the gym. Yeah. It was wild. It was great. I mean, you grew up in – you grew up – a lot of your childhood in, in Hawaii, right? Yeah, so nine and a half years in Hawaii, nine and a half in Seattle. So it was, like, okay. pretty much split. Yeah. I mean, that literally is exactly split for yeah. what it was. But, I mean, I was just so young. Like, I would say more of my formative older years was yeah. in Seattle. Okay. But, and like, my you, baseline when I was a kid was Hawaii. Yeah. And then you went to Pepperdine. So you went to very uh, temperate climates, yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, let's try uh, – Wisconsin. Yeah. Well, a lot of my cousins <laughs> went there too, though. So, like, okay. my mom grew up there and then, like, with seven brothers and then her brother's kids. A lot of them went to Madison. So, okay. it was like, it makes sense when you hear, like, my family right. origin <laughs> and, like, all what they did. But it sounds ridiculous when you're just talking to me and don't know anything about me. You're yeah. like, like, everyone's like, thought I was crazy. Yeah. But. Well, I mean, in high school, you said you were split between. Beach Pepperdine or mm-hmm. Indoor Wisconsin. Yeah. Those are two completely different yeah. paths to take. Yeah. How did you narrow it down to those two? Um, I've, like, always been a woman of, like, I know what I want and I, I want it and I'm going to go get it. Yeah. <laughs> With a snap. Like, I'm just, like, all in or nothing at all. Like, okay. if you or my friend or anyone, like, that's just who I am. And if I'm not all in, like, I'm not a happy camper and, like, I'm going to have issues and, like... I just, like, know I'm not all in, and then it will affect my whole psyche and everything. Mm -hmm. 
And so I knew that, like, whatever I did, I was going to have to be all in. So, like, I went and I visited Wisconsin, and I liked it. But then I went to Pepperdine, and just something clicked. And I just, I don't know. I went to, I well, first of all, let me start from the beginning. I got a little lost there. But I went there for a camp because I was going to go play in Seaside, Oregon. Because, like, okay. before Seaside got, like, really big, or, like, in the AVP community, I guess, it was, like, really big for just, like, the run-of-the-mill Seattleites. Like, yeah. that was, like, super awesome. So I went and I played in that. I was going to go play in that for fun with a friend, and my mom was like, let's go to California, like, girls' trip, and maybe you can go uh, to Pepperdine. Um, and it was funny because years before that, I wanted to be an actress. <laughs> okay. Like, I swore I was going to be on Broadway or something. Yeah. And so I went to Pepperdine for a singing and acting camp. No kidding. Yes. I have a picture of me staying at the same dorm that I actually was put in my freshman year. Amazing. It's crazy. And I'm like sitting on the steps, but I was for a singing and acting camp. <laughs> I had no idea. That's <laughs> <No. laughs> oh, so amazing. <laughs> so anyways, a little tidbit about me. <laughs> but so we went to Pepperdine for the camp yeah. and I sucked the first two days. Like it was embarrassing. I like went home. I was like, well, like I'm terrible. And Nina was like, you know, Nina, she's like, if you can't set, like no one's going to want to be your partner. Like, totally adding me I was like okay Nina like just call me out here and like all the like Annika Wilson like Maddie Rowe they were all like recruits there at that time and the last day I magically got on the recruitment court I don't know how I don't remember the logistics but I was there <laughs> and then like a couple, couple months later like Marcia sent me a letter and then like I went and toured there and I stayed with Corinne Quiggle nice. my really good friend she like uh, I was like her recruitment partner or whatever. I forget what it's called, but, um, yeah, she, I was on my visit with her. Sorry. And I stayed in her bed and she, everything. And then I was just like, you know, Pepperdine it is. And then I remember I went committed to playing beach. And then the first like couple days when I was there or like a couple weeks, maybe before I like literally had a panic attack to my mom. I was like, what am I doing? No one's going <laughs> to like me. I'm going to suck. Like, what am I doing? My mom was like, you're fine. I actually remember I was crying in the cafeteria to my mom, like the day before <laughs> orientation being like, what am I doing? Mom? Like I made a mistake. Yeah. Like it's a small school. Like I'd never play beach. And then, like, the next day, I was fine. <laughs> I, like, my parents said I walked away from them and didn't even look back at them and, like, waved to them goodbye. And then it was, like, one of the best decisions I ever made. I yeah. love, like, how I did it was great. I would never take it back. Like, I don't think I was ready physically to play at a Big Ten level anyways. Like, I think I, my body would have broken down just as, like, I was young in college. I went in 17 and, like, okay. just, like... It's so much work on your body. I just don't think I would have even been able to survive four years of yeah. indoor. It's so grueling. Yeah. So, When's your birthday? October 11th. Okay. So you're really – because I'm August, and I went into college at 17, and yeah. people thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I and, know. And you graduated at a reasonable age. Now, if you graduate but before you're, like, 24, it's like, man, you went through it fast. Yeah. Well, yeah, but <laughs> – and my mind's all an illusion. <laughs> but, like, it is weird because, like, I have a master's at 23, so it's, yeah. like, is weird, but it was, like – no, I was pushed in early in the schooling system because in Hawaii, the schooling system's not that good. And so then I went to Seattle. They, they were like, hey, like, your daughter's old enough to go into fourth grade, but she should go into fifth grade socially. They said socially I was advanced. Socially not advanced. educationally, though. <laughs> Emphasis on that because that plays an important role in my high school, like, <laughs> educational career was tough. Like, shout out to my dad for hanging out with me while I, like, sobbed to him on, like the counter would be like I don't get this math problem like sobbing and he would be like 
<laughs> it's simple fractions. But yeah, so they pushed me into fifth grade ahead of time. And that's how I got to have my parents sign gotcha. all my waivers as a freshman in college. It was super embarrassing. So funny. I know. And like at that point, like at Pepperdine, we all share a common space for the athletic room. Mm -hmm. So like my mom and dad, my, I think my mom walked in with me and I was like so embarrassed because I remember like seeing like all the like yeah. cute upperclassmen. And I like had my mom have to sign me and I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm 17. Like it's so embarrassing. <laughs> Gotta get good at forging signatures. I know. I was too, I was too good. I follow the rules. <laughs> According to some people. Depends who you ask. <laughs> That's cool you got to experience both, though. So you don't have to look back and be like, well, I yeah. wonder what would happen if I did Wisconsin. But, you yeah. know. Yeah. Now it seemed to be a great experience. It was a great experience. I loved it. And, I mean, the coaches are so great. Like, I mean, they're, it's honestly, like, the biggest family I've ever – it's just, like, insane how much they treat you like family. Like, I went back for my – I didn't get a senior night there because we all got COVID later on, like in the middle of the season <laughs> oh, no. for our senior night. So I went back there and they like put on a whole thing for me. And then like, they're like warming up for the game. And the coaches were like, Hey, come sit on the bench. I was like, you need a, you guys need to focus. And they're like, no, sit on the bench. Like all said hi to me while they're about to play like Nebraska, which is like their, our biggest rival. And it was to win the big 10 trophy that night. Yeah. And they're like, come on down. And then they won it one big 10. And like, they called me down on the floor to hang out with them. Like, and I mean, a lot of those girls were my friends cause they all went back. Right. Um, I could have went back for a sixth year, but I didn't. But like the fact that they like wanted me to be a part of that, you know, like, yeah. and I was like, no, like you guys have your moment. And they're like, right. no, like we're all a team here. That's like cool. even though you didn't come back, like it was just like crazy. Cause you wouldn't think of like, I mean, you hear horror stories of big schools, you yeah. know, where it's like you're a number, you're not an mm -hmm. athlete, but like they are like amazing. I was like, that's awesome. It was just such a good feeling. And like everyone was like so excited to like see me again, which was like great. But you know, you're there for a year, so you don't know how much like impact you had on people. But it was yeah. like so great because like I love them so much and to feel that like reciprocated and that they wanted to share that with me. And like yeah. they did it with all of the girls that were there because there was multiple girls from like years before too. And we all got like called down to celebrate and like we went to the locker room with them and celebrated and it was just like so cool. Like that is cool. They're so awesome. I love them so much. So they're just amazing program. You're probably fired up when they won. Yeah, I was so fired up and then they won the NCAA. They won the finals, which yeah. is awesome. It's sick. So, I know it was the first, uh, the first, uh, national championship for their program. Really? Mm hmm. For such like a historically strong program too, that's surprising. Yeah, yeah, it, it was, was like our USA women winning gold for the first time. Yeah, it's like, just I like, thought well, we had like, like six of these. They things. get so close, yeah, and that's like what it. It's been hard because like national champions like ships like you get so close and like when you get there it really is kind of like a flip of a coin who wins at the end of the day like because yeah. it's just like just getting there is hard enough like the oh, probabilities and then like. You're there, and you're like, well, let's just play our best ball and see if it goes our way. Yeah. I mean, they killed it, and they won, and I'm just so happy for them because, I mean, all those girls, especially those seniors, I know that was, like, a huge goal of theirs. And, like, yeah. I mean, the coaches are so awesome and so committed. I mean, they literally spent hours with me training me how to, like, look like an indoor player. <laughs> <laughs> so I love them. <laughs> was it weird going back to indoor? Because beach, it trains every skill. Yeah. 
And then indoors, just it's so I've never played. I'd imagine it's very different. It's though. really different. It's like honestly, the hardest thing is just serve receive. And like I was a big like DS for them. Okay. And so learning the angles and like the ball comes so fast, <laughs> it's like alarming. And I mean, Wisconsin was one of the best serving teams in the NCAA at that time. So I was like passing every day against some of the best servers, like with the best ace percentage per matches. So it was like gnarly. Like I remember my friend, her name's Izzy, and she has the wildest serve I've ever she just hits such a heavy float Mm -hmm. like it has like the heaviness of the ball I've never felt before on my hands receiving a serve really and I would like they would just have her serve us over and over over again and like have to get out of drills with her serving us and it's just like it was like mind-boggling that people could like the ball could float like that you know because on the beach like it's hard the serves are hard but those were like next level and it's just completely different technique than beach like you literally just make an angle and you hold it and like it's also like the nuances of like your hips and your legs are completely different than the nuances with your hips and your legs on the beach like it was completely different it was like a big awakening but it was super fun to learn that and I love learning that new stuff but again like that's what kind of led to like that little bit of a rut I would say I was in is just like overload like I think you've actually said this before I think Delaney's talked to me about it of like you need to be, like, learning 3% harder, like, a 3% the 4% difficulty or yeah. 4% of... And I felt like I was l- above that, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what I... Yeah. And so it was just overwhelming, you know, like, and losing a lot. And then you're above the 4% of, like, what you can do yeah. or, like, what you think you can do. And so I just feel like that was kind of, like, how it felt. But Yeah. I love that rule because if you, if you go over that 4% threshold, then you're just kind of abusing yourself and mm-hmm. just getting knocked down and you're not really learning yeah. anything you're just like damn it i'm losing a whole lot yeah it's just too much so anything under yeah. is great but sometimes i think you think you're in your four percent and you're not because like you have those self-doubts mm-hmm. and like that's why coaches are so important because they know but like sometimes it's hard for you to have that type of perspective and yeah. like especially like i don't know i'm really hard on myself and a perfectionist and like like i talked to my friend from gg from college and she's like diana like you were always so tough on yourself in college. Like, just chill. Like, you're yeah. fine. Because I, like, expect... I have a lot of expectations of what it should be like. And, like, that was, like... Sometimes, like, you think that you're not learning within that. And you are. Even mm-hmm. if it seems tougher than it is. And just, like, having the grit to trust that is, like, hard yeah. to do. How is Gigi? She's doing great. Yeah. What, what's she up to? Gigi is... Uh, she's working with her... For her dad. And then... Um, She's, like, kind of traveling back and forth. Her boyfriend's in AAA okay. right now, so he's, like, really close. close. To, yeah, he's yeah. very close. So she's kind of, like, that job allows her to visit him because, obviously, like, they've been doing long distance for so long. So yeah. she's able to go and live with him for a couple months at a time. So. Sweet. Yeah. Good for Gigi. Is I she know. still playing any ball? Or? Um, occasionally. Fundraiser. Fundraiser. <laughs> we played in the fundraiser this year together. But Basically, cool. the Manhattan Beach Open. I mean, yes. <laughs> Dep- again, depends on who you ask. <laughs> yeah. If you ask your dad, Papa Kraft. Yeah, Papa Kraft. It's the, the Olympics. <laughs> try, like, try the Olympics. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Why? So, you talked about your options were, like, maybe overseas. Yeah. Maybe beach. Why'd you come back? Um... Yeah, well, I actually had three options because it was go back to Wisconsin. True. Go overseas or play beach. I Did mean, you have I offers overseas? Quit. Yeah, so I okay. got an agent. Like, I didn't sign with one, but you basically, like, don't – you don't have to sign with one, and then they'll, like, find you some offers, and then you sign with them and then sign with the um, 
club. I had a really cool offer from this, like, small club that was, like, five miles from Paris. Nice. But I just, like, I mean, I've dated, like, my boyfriend's played overseas for years. So I've seen the life. I've pretty much lived it. I mean, when you date someone, you pretty much live their life through them. You know, like, (laughs) and I just, like, I've seen it. And I was just, like, I don't know if it's for me. Like, I like being in America. I like my friends. Like, I don't like missing huge events. Like, I just, like, it seemed like a really solitary life, and I'm, like, I don't know if you know, like, the DISC report, but I'm a pretty high I, which means, like, I'm very social. Okay. Um, so I just, like, need that, and I think that was just something that was kind of, like, it seemed, like, not worth it to me. And it was, mm-hmm. like, to me, it was, like, if I could go to the Olympics for indoor, I would go. But it was, the indoor Olympics was not in my in my future. So it was, like, yeah. eh, like, I don't really see the point, like, maybe living over there to see, like, I talked to Kelly about it, the head coach of Wisconsin. He's like, oh, you learn so many great things from being abroad, all this stuff. But I was like, I don't know. I feel like I can learn just as much from home. <laughs> yeah. So I decided not to. Yeah. Um, and then at that point, it was like I didn't feel like felt like I outgrew college. It wasn't mm-hmm. the volleyball. It was just college. Like I drove yeah. back into Madison, and I was like, everyone looks really young. And like I just feel like I've matured past the point of this, and I'm ready to move on. But like if it was just volleyball, like if I could literally just show up and play volleyball every day, I would have been there, no questions asked, because yeah. that was like such a great program. But yeah. I just like – the whole college, what college entails, I was very much ready to move past. Yeah. I've experienced it all in college, yeah. so. Good for you. Yeah, so I'm happy with where I am now, so. Yeah. I'm, yeah. They're in the main draw. Let's go. Who would have thought? For a big one, too. Hermosa, right down the <laughs> I road. I know. That's, and that's why I was really hyped about it, because, like, obviously, I'll get, I will gladly go to any main draw mm-hmm. that I can get into, but, like, Hermosa was really cool, because it's, like, I don't know, it's right by my house. Like, all my friends are here. Yeah. So it's just, like, a special one. I mean, I because I wanted the – my first main draw would have been really cool that it would have been in Seattle because, like, that was my hometown. Yeah. But this is a very good yeah. second best. It's been really interesting to see the players' viewpoints on uh, Muskegon. Yeah. And because you – like, when a lot of people qualified, it was technically their first main draw. Yeah. And it was – it's under the AVP umbrella. Like, yeah. definitely it is a main draw. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people who have seen – what the AVP has been the last couple of years. So like, yeah, Hermosa is the real one. That's what we're yeah. going for. It's been very interesting that you would consider yeah. Hermosa your first main draw and not Muskegon. Because yeah. other people would absolutely consider Muskegon their, their first main draw. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess I was looking at it for more of like the past. Yeah. Like a uh, format of the AVP. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess like it's my first pro series main draw, so I can put yeah. it that way. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, and what I was thinking, too, is, like, going into the tour series is, like, those are hard. Like, the teams yeah. are insane. Yeah. I was looking at it, I was like, all these players are amazing players. Like, players that, like, I want to compete against every day. Like, they're just so awesome to compete mm-hmm. against and, like, get the opportunity to compete against them. And I was like, and we're all in one tournament over two days, double limb. Like, this is going to be a bar fight. Like, it was gnarly. And so I was like, I saw that. I was like, honestly, like, whatever happens in this tournament, it's a good finish. Like, yeah. these are great players but like to like be able to come out on the other side of that too is also a really great like fulfilling mm-hmm. feeling you know and it's it's funny because it's just like a lot of these players should be in main draws like they're so good like yeah. main draws of like the pro tour yeah but it was it was just different yeah and it was, was fun yeah it's fun talking to Brooke sweat about it because she was just asking she's like all, all the guys matches i've seen have been really close i was like well you have like two or three teams that are 
a little better than the rest of them. And then you have two or three teams that are a little worse. And then you have about 20 who are the exact same. Yeah. Where if you, like, all those teams were to play each other 10 times, it's going to be a 5-5 split almost every time. And and you can see the scores. Like, there were so many matches that went three. And so many matches that if they didn't go three, it was like 22-20, 21-19. That's how it was for the women's side for the most part, too. Yeah, I mean, our second so our second match was 20, I think. Don't quote me on this or fact-check me, but 27-25, um, and then it was 22-20, 17-15. And then the match after Jeez. that, we lost 14-21, but then we won 22-20, <laughs> 17-15 yeah. again. So it was like... An emotionally draining day. Like, yeah. those games are, like, you're giving all you have, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, like, crazy. And so. the mental fatigue of trying just playing the chess match is a very underrated aspect yeah. of that. And, I mean, we came from behind on the second match. We were down 17-11, the second set. What? And then we were down 14-11, the third set. Jeez. And came back. Who so, was this? You were uh, <laughs> well, you were down, but who were you playing? Megan Rice and uh, man, seventeen eleven. That's when you start like, all right, let's uh, yeah, maybe, uh, yeah. I think I remember next. we like got seventeen twelve and we switched. It might have been seventeen twelve, but I mean, either or point here or there, it's a lot. Yeah, and yeah, we played like the small game. We're like, we're just gonna win po- mass little bits of two. Like I yeah. was like, it's a two point game. Like we're we're either gonna wash or win, but we yeah. can't lose it. Yeah, and then we ended I like up out of. Somehow. Good self-talk by you, Dion. Yeah. Great job. <laughs> I had that in the to. journal. I know, exactly. <laughs> that was what I'm talking about. It was all, even if we were down 17-12, I was like, we're going to win this. We're going to win this. So I was like, don't look at the score. <laughs> so yeah, it was great. It was Those fun. are the, the matches that you're like, I never want to do that again. Um, but I love that we just won. Okay, those are the matches where you're like, oh, my God, that was so much fun if you win. Yep. <laughs> and then on the flip and side. And when you lose, you're like, dang it. But that's why I was so happy and why I was so special is because, like, we were on, like, the other side of that a lot. Like, and not even, like, we were losing by a lot in practice. And then yeah. sometimes if it was close, we were on the other side of that two-point, like, conversion. Yeah. And it's just a crappy feeling, like, being on the other side mm-hmm. of that all the time. And so, like, finally being on the other side, like, I literally turned to Allie. I was like, I'm not even kidding. Like, I could cry right now. I was like, I know this is stupid, and we won our yeah. second game of the day. And, like, we'd probably be ranked, we'd probably be, like, 14th if we lost, right? That, like, just finished. But, like, it was just such, like, a little breakthrough for just me. And I think that's so cool that it's, like, you could literally win, like, the littlest of games, I mm-hmm. guess. And it still, like, can be so monumental for someone, you know? Because you just don't know what's going on inside their head, you yeah. know? And it's, like... I don't know. It was just like a cool, surreal moment for me. And it was like, just like value those little moments, you know, even if it's like not the best win or it's like you're winning. And if you would end the tournament right there, you'd be in 14th place. But it's like from all like the mental fatigue you had for weeks. And then you finally get on the like positive side of that. It just Mm -hmm. feels so good. And like, you know, that you'll probably maybe be on the opposite side of that one day, but like Really take it in when you're on the other side. <laughs> just got to stack those little wins and stack them. Exactly. And, like, I just feel like learning how to be a pro beach player, too, and, like, learning how to be a good loser because, like, you do lose a lot. Yeah. And I, like, it's weird because it's, like, I go back and forth. I'm like, no, you shouldn't be a good loser. Like, F that. Like, yeah. we're winners. But then it's also, like, you're going to lose a lot in beach mm-hmm. volleyball. And then, like, how can you learn from that yeah. and, like, be better because of that, you know? And, like, find that edge where you're not, like – complacent for losing and you're like well you know you lose a lot and then also not being in that part where you're like 
beating yourself up because you lost. And mm -hmm. that's like a hard thing to find. Yeah. And like I've been working on. Yeah. Well, I don't I mean, it depends what you think, like what a good loser is. You know, a yeah. lot of people will be like, screw it. Like we still get to drink this weekend. Like now we get it. Now we're in the beer bracket. Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah. well, that's a stupid way to look at it. No, I mean a good you loser know? is in like learning from it and being like, okay, this is how I'm going to be better. But like, and that's where it's like, the, that's what I'm saying. The balance is, it's like, this is how we're going to be better. And then beating yourself up and being like, and being like pissy or just right. like, you suck, all this stuff. Or even just like being a bad, having a bad attitude about losing. Mm -hmm. And like some people just don't play the game anymore because they don't like to lose. So right. it's like somewhere in between that lives a way of like being like able to like move on and be a better athlete. Yeah. And like finding that is hard. Yeah. Because like you can either disassociate because like you're spending your livelihood on this. And mm -hmm. like, disassociating is easy to do when you're just like, well, whatever. I don't yeah. even care anyways. Right. But like that's, you're kidding yourself if you do that. And then like applying yourself so hard that it's just like everything you want in life. And like, sometimes I'll watch players and I'm like, they don't even care. And they're bawling out. Like, how? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's something I talked to my boyfriend about where like, sometimes it looks like the best players are the ones that don't care. And it's just like finding that happy medium of like you care, but you don't want it so bad that it's like going to affect your performance and then like disassociating yeah. and like finding that is like hard. Yeah. And it's so like so many people play for so many different reasons. Yeah. You know, cause I look at a, I watch Taylor Crabb yeah. and he cares, Yeah, but you watch him play and it doesn't look like he has a care in the world, but <laughs> yeah. he just loves playing. Yeah. And he like, he'll go out and play just jungle ball four, yeah. like three times a week yeah. and he'll train in the morning then he'll lift and then I'll see him on like 21st. I'm yeah. like, do you ever get tired of this? He's like, it's volleyball. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I feel like you have to love the sport to play it because it's yeah. like crazy. Our life. I mean, there's no other reason to There's to literally do it. no other. I mean, <laughs> well, you really like the beach. <laughs> I do. You like the beach. You really know. like the beach. You just, you like being poor. You just go there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't know. You like wearing, I don't know, bikini and visor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Getting sunglass tan. Yeah. I, I get a lot of those. So. You get a little bit of what? I know. It's so bad. I get made fun of, like, I'll be on FaceTime and my dad laughs at me and my boyfriend laughs at me. And I don't understand because I just taught myself how to wear a visor again because um, I, like, couldn't figure it out after playing indoor. And then I was, like, talking to Allie after this weekend, and she's like, your sunglass tan is so bad. And I'm yeah. like, I don't understand. I put on sunscreen. <laughs> so I'm like, I need more, I guess. I don't know. We'll see if we can get you a sunscreen sponsor. I know. Do you have any sponsors? Um, I'm working with my dad's company, okay. Classic. Um, but he is an import-export fish business, and he has one called Fresh Seas. Okay. And um, basically, like, it's just his site for his fish, and you can um, go on and order fish off of it. So they're going to help me out a little bit with that, and I'm just going to promote their business. Because I already, like, pretty much should have been sponsored by them a while ago technically like anyone i talk to if they're like i love fish i'm like hey listen like this is my dad's company yeah. it's amazing and like it's seriously some of the best fish i've ever had i don't i think i sent some to delaney i i gave her some but i've had a fair amount of the pokey it's so good it's so good it's so good and so like i feel like it connects really well to the beach volleyball like Mm -hmm. realm i mean you know fish beach yeah chill well, like and every beach volleyball player eats pokey exactly all, all this exactly and it's a hawaiian company so it's like you know got the beach connection yeah. there and <laughs> all that stuff so i'm kind of i'm st starting to get kind of like talking to how that's going to look like with my family because i want i don't want it to just be like something where they're helping me pursue anything like i want to actually help them out and right. like 
be successful for them. So I'm kind of working that out right now. But okay. other than that, I'm looking for sponsors. All so. right, so we got Fresh Seas. Fresh Seas. We're looking for some sunscreen for you. Elta MD is my favorite sunscreen, but okay. I think I need, yeah. I think I need more followers for that one. We'll work on that. Yeah, we got to work on the followers. <laughs> Everyone wants followers nowadays. I'm like, how about just a good attitude? Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Oh, a good attitude. I'm like, yeah, mediocre face. Like, I could do some good fun photos. <laughs> like, come on, guys. <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> That's well, Deanna, I know you have uh, Brittany Howard's birthday to get yes, to. Yes, happy birthday, on. Brittany. Happy birthday, Britt. We miss you on the beach, but glad that she's thriving. Yeah, she is thriving. She always has been, though. Let's be real. <laughs> That's true. She's awesome. Yeah, we've had you on for about, well, by we. Try left me. He's in Rome, like, vacationing out there, and Savvy went to Turkey, so it's just, okay. it's just me for the last, like, month. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm honored either way. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to have you on. Yes, Good to chat. Thank you. We'll, uh, we'll have you and Dave over for dinner soon. Yeah, perfect. Or we'll have to have you over because I just. True, because you just got a new spot. Either out. or. Yeah. I owe also Delaney a Frito Misto date, so maybe you guys can crash it. Yeah, well, you guys, she loves Frida. I think Frida's like kind of average, but, and I say that, and Delaney wants to lop my head off, and it yeah. looks like you do yeah, too. Yeah, careful. <laughs> Frida's so good. I mean, it is. Sponsor. <laughs> free pasta for a year. I mean, that would be good if I ate gluten. But yeah, I know she said you eat like a rabbit. It's, yeah, it's a lot of veggies, fruits, and peanut butter. Yeah. A lot of chicken. Nice. And fish. Fish, fresh seeds. <laughs> Look it up. Well, where can people find you? On social, wherever. Um, if they wanted to follow your beach volleyball journey, where are they going? There, you're going to Instagram Kay. at Deanna K. Okay. Follow along for an adventure of a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what you're gonna see, but I got you guys. I'll keep the content interesting. You know. Follow along there. Also, go on to freshseas.com for all your pokey needs. Fish, salmon, tuna, whatever you want. It's there. You're just, Fresh, this is Hawaii, like a trailer for what you can do for companies if they sponsor you. Yeah, this is just a little snippet. I, this is unscripted, unrehearsed, didn't know it was coming. So imagine what happened if I did know it was coming. Exactly. We could do Sponsor him. Sponsor now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Diana. Well, as they say in Hawaii, shoots. Yes, bruh. <laughs>